during all of this, I'm dealing with my dad, who's an alcoholic and a drug addict, and this kind of like two different worlds kind of thing. Um, and and so like kind of going between these like two different worlds of religion, no religion, friends that are religious, friends that are not religious. You, you know, like you start asking those questions and kind of wondering, like why why do we have the the right to say who who has heaven or or hell like who who are we to make that determination and then like what kind of god makes that determination Welcome to the Lenses Podcast. Excited to be meeting a new friend today. Hi, Melissa. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing, Casey? Fantastic. Uh, today we have Melissa Opal, and uh, and Melissa, we were introduced through a mutual friend, Jefferson Workman. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jefferson has been my barber for, geez, it's been probably about a year and a half. New go go Bamboo Barber, right? That's Little right. shout out That's to right. Bamboo Barber here. <laughs> He's going to be my next big sponsor. I just know it. Fingers crossed, That's right? right? Well, fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Jefferson introduced us by way of email, and he listens to the Lenses podcast, and he was like, I think you and Melissa could have a fun conversation. And I was like, let's do it, right? Uh, so we've met like one time real quickly on Zoom. Yeah. Other than that, this is like our first real conversation. That's right. True. Yeah. So I, I I love these episodes more than any other because it's like I'm like I get to like have natural normal reactions to things you say. Right. I don't have to pretend like I. <laughs> Your listeners get to hear like our first friend date. Like <laughs> right, that's so true. That's so true. That's so true. Uh, and so just real quickly. Uh, you know, just as a, by way of, of like a super quick introduction, and then you're going to tell a little bit more about yourself. Uh, Jefferson thought we'd have an interesting conversation because you are a volunteer minister at the Spokane Buddhist Temple, right? Correct. Um, and so that is, uh, you know, it, in talking about lenses as we do on the Lenses podcast, one of my lenses is that I'm Christian influenced. Um, I say that very specifically. We may or may not get into that, but sure. I, I'm Christian influenced. And so talking to you, who is a Buddhist minister, uh, that's just, I'm, I, again, I'm, I'm super excited about this, this conversation. I told you a little bit before that, uh, you know, I've been fascinated by the, the tenets of Buddhism. I've, you know, uh, kind of just done some very light reading on some things, but I've never really, you know, dove deep. So, yeah. so I'm, I'm looking forward to, to having this, uh, this very rounded conversation. So great. So, uh, I, Again, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how did you arrive here at being a, a a minister at the Spokane Buddhist Temple? I mean, of all Spokane, right? Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, you know, I was I grew up on the west side of the state and uh, my mom 
she, you know, raised myself and I have an older brother that's a couple years older than I am. Uh, my dad, he, he left pretty, well, I should say they separated like shortly after I was born. Um, I was a surprise to my dad planned by my mom. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, and so, uh, she, you know, she was raised Catholic and so she raised mm. my brother and I Catholic. Uh, and it was actually kind of a, a you know, weird time period where, um, because my dad was, uh, doing a lot of not very upright things. <clears throat> she actually had the, mm. uh, the, was annulled. Their marriage was annulled. Uh, and okay. so, so we were raised Catholic. Uh, my mom had to work a lot. My dad was not um, the best uh, provider in child support of any means. Uh, and so she, so my grandmother, uh, her, her mom and uh, dad really helped take care of my brother and I. Mm. So we grew up a lot with a very close relationship uh, with actually both sets of grandparents. Yeah. Um, and so being raised Catholic, uh, you know, I thought at one point in time I wanted to be a priest. And then my mom said, well, you can't be a priest. You're, you're a girl. Uh, you can be a nun, though. And I was like, no, that sucks. Like, I don't, nah. <laughs> don't want to wear a dress for the rest of my life. Like, I wanted the cool collar. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, my mom had a... Uh, a health incident that happened and she stepped away from the church for uh, a couple years. And so we were kind of in limbo religiously for, for a bit. Mm. Uh, and then she one day told my brother and I that she had this uh, story about like seeing Jesus in a dream and like that it mm. like lined up with a Bible passage and uh, so we were back in church uh, after that. <laughs> Got it. And you guys are about how old at this point? Um, I would say that probably about eight at that time. Okay. Okay. So so start. Yeah. If Jesus comes knocking, yeah, you, you, yeah. you probably better show back up. Apparently, apparently. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll get into that. <laughs> um, and so so yeah so we went back to church and uh my brother was never quite the same with church again after that like he i think he was pretty happy to be done with it uh and so for a few years like that goes on and my brother ends up leaving and moves in with my dad uh so then mm. it's just my mom and i and she's still you know making me go to church every sunday and sure uh there's several moves in there and, and all sorts of stuff that happens. And um, yeah. about the time that I hit 17, that's the time that as any good Catholic, like you go through your confirmation rights. And so I did. Right. And then, uh, cause you know, it's kind of what it's expected of you. So you do what's expected and it's yeah, not a yeah. big deal. And um, it's what you're raised with. It's what you know. But like all during this time, like never exposed to any other religions uh, okay. I wasn't allowed to like go to friends' churches. Um, if they were Catholic, I could go. Uh, okay. And in fact, when my my mom and then at this time ended up being my stepdad went away, they they were they sent me to a friend's house that they knew was Catholic, so that we, so we'd go to mass so on Sunday. To, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so can I ask? Yeah. Are you? Uh, I mean, you you're saying that. Uh, you know, early on you had this, this, you know, desire to be a priest and your mom kind of explained to you that that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. 
you know, you're, you're 17 years old now you're going through confirmation. Is there still like any of that draw for you? Like, are you into this or are you, or are you, again, are you doing it because this is what you're supposed to do? I think at that point in time, it was just, that's what I was supposed to do. Mm. Um, I was actually having conversations with, uh, I was really close with my high school band teacher. I was a total band nerd, uh, really great at playing instruments and stuff. And, um, (laughs) And I was really wrestling with this idea of uh, she was not a religious person. And I didn't understand how there was this kind of judgment of because she like wasn't professing Christ as her savior, that she was hellbound. Uh, like that, uh. that didn't make sense to me because, you know, she was just the nicest, kindest human being. Uh, none of my family had gone to college. They didn't know like what you're supposed to do for like scholarships and and all these things and she was helping me like get my essays in and set up scholarship Mm. auditions like she was just and ended up becoming just like this really incredibly close friend um Mm. and because you know during all of this I'm dealing with my dad who's an alcoholic and a drug addict and this kind of like two different worlds kind of thing right um and And so like kind of going between these like two different worlds of religion, no religion, friends that are religious, friends that are not religious, you you know, like you start asking those questions and kind of wondering like, why, why do we have the, the right to say who, who has heaven or, or hell? Like who who are we to make that determination? And then like, what kind of God makes that determination? You know, like, so this is like, this is deep stuff for a 17 year old. Yeah. I mean, this I, is, yeah. I think that like growing up, like that was just kind of me as a kid. Like oh, I liked yeah. asking questions, but in a very structured sort of way, like I don't think I got okay. in too much trouble, uh, kept a lot of stuff internal. And that's even something that like my mom and I talk about today is just, yeah, she doesn't understand like why her and I don't have a closer relationship. Like why I didn't talk to her about like these big things that were going on in my mind for me. Um, yeah. And for some reason, like it was just, I don't know if it was cause she was working all the time and like that relationship, that mother daughter relationship didn't bond in the same way. Um, cause yeah. I definitely had it with my grandmother. My, my grandmother was, was like a mother uh, to me, but I didn't talk to her about this stuff either. Uh, but it's the same as like, I also didn't talk to my parents, uh, or family about being gay. Like, cause you just kind of know like where things fall in for you. Sure. So I think like with a strong Catholic family or any religious family for that matter, like, you know, not to step outside of that, like, unless yeah. you want there to be yeah. problems. Right. Like, so you've got this, this big question because you, I mean, your band teacher is on her way to hell right. and, and you're not getting that. <laughs> yeah. And you're, you're realizing at this point, I'm guessing you're gay. Yeah. Well, no, and so, no, that oh, doesn't yet. come out until like way longer. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, but was there, was there any inkling going on? Like, was there any part of it where you were like, you know, cause a lot of times the story, I don't want to put a story in your mouth, but yeah. a lot of times I hear the story of, you know, like I, I was trying to suppress it, any of those thoughts at this time or in, but it ended up being a part of the, the entire picture. So yeah. was that, was that the case for you? Or? No, for me, it was more of, I wasn't really interested in anybody, uh, guys or girls. 
Um, and so, so I found myself like, uh, making up crushes on like classmates. <laughs> uh, cause you know, yeah. I, I got, I went to prom, I went to, you know, dances sure. and all this stuff. And, yeah. um, but you know, everybody was just kind of like friends and like, we mm. like band geeks are just kind of a unique little group of people. Like, you <laughs> yes, know, you forge yes, together yeah. and <laughs> like you do everything <laughs> together as a group. And so, even though you kind of have to pair off here and there for things like school dances, it's still just sure. a big group of friends hanging out. Yeah. And I was totally fine with that. Um, <clears throat> it was, yeah, totally good to go. And so um, when I was, so my senior year of high school, like, so these questions have been kind of going on and then uh, our priest are, he ends up going to Ireland to visit his sister. He goes on a sabbatical. Okay. And while he's gone, the religious education guy uh, basically like files these charges against him. Uh, and just to be like, Whoa. the so it's of him being like, so files charges with like the, um, the diocese, like makes like all these complaints and stuff that apparently he's this like super ill-tempered priest and supposedly is is screaming at people and hostile work environment and Whoa. uh and we're you know the whole congregation while he's gone is just like what this, yeah how did this happen like never seen like never had seen it nobody else is a witness to this it's uh so he got like a few other like religious teachers to like sign on with him okay. but it was like okay. he left and there was a coup and mm. uh you know while other you know especially like when you go back like kind of looking forward now going backwards I, i'm sure there's a lot of dioceses that would have loved to deal with ill-tempered priests versus some of the other things that happened yeah, in the I, church. I have to admit it, it's not the first thing that came to mind yeah exactly filed charges yeah exactly <laughs> you think that it's going to be like this really kind of grotesque thing that happened right but no, it wasn't. And, you know, he was my childhood priest. He had done all mm. of my my rites for Catholicism. Mm. Um, and this guy who was the religious education director, like, well, they were supposedly friends. Like, he would take the priest out sailing mm. and, and do all these things with him, you know, call them a friend to people's faces. And, um, and yeah. you know, at that 17, 18 years old, it was just, it was, I just couldn't believe it. Like, why would mm. you, why would you do this to a priest? And why would you do this to somebody you said was sure. a friend? Um, and so at that point in time, I was just like, you know, I think I'm, I'm done. I'm going to go mm. to college and I'm going to be done with religion. I don't, I'm not sure this is the thing for me. to go to college and I came over here to Eastern Washington University and uh, I was on campus for a few days I was super homesick um, I had to come early because of band uh, part of my scholarship required <laughs> oh, me to be in marching college band, band. Yeah, wow, right, big nice, time. <laughs> nice, yeah. <laughs> uh, and and so you know, I got here and I ran into this group of uh, people called InterVarsity Christian Fellowship
I've, I've heard of these people. Yeah, I have a lot of strong feelings about these people. <laughs> And so I, uh, <laughs> I, I was like, you know, no, I don't think I want to, you know, come to your Bible study yeah. and um, kind of, you know, push it aside for a little bit. Well, as I'm in the dorm and making friends and, and all that, one of the things that InterVarsity does is they make their Bible study leaders live in the dorm and uh, try to do intentional outreach in the dorm. Yes. So okay. the particular floor that I was living on I was living on an arts lit floor <clears throat> and uh, that it, that happened to have one of the Bible study leaders living on that floor. So eventually I got hooked into going to a Bible study and, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty cool at first. And I, I thought, you know, maybe, maybe the problem isn't Catholicism. Maybe the problem is, is, or maybe the problem isn't, you know, me, maybe it's Catholicism and got it. Okay. maybe, maybe really what I needed was like a fresh look at the, at the Bible and, um, and actually like digging into it. And so I started going to Bible study, started really liking it. Uh, and then <laughs> I remember the first time they got me to go to one of the worship services, like with okay. people like raising their hands and yeah. stuff. And a little, I, little I was, different than the Catholic, experience. little different than the Catholic experience. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, definitely no organ uh, happening there and no hymns. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so I, yeah, I kind of wanted to throw up. It was so uncomfortable um, to Ooh. to be there because it, it's just so, you know, that kind of evangelical sort of Christian music movement is just very, very different if you grew up around I, hymns. I know it very well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah and you know about halfway through the semester or I guess quarter I was really unhappy I was just really really homesick and one of my best friends from high school was like why don't you come out to Pacific Lutheran and um I'll, I'll set up a scholarship audition for you and uh have mm. you come to our campus and I go out there and my my jazz and low brass professor who I was having a struggle with here at Eastern was at Pacific uh, <laughs> interviewing oh. for a job the same, the same day that I was there. <laughs> so suddenly like he and I had this little secret uh, yeah. of, you know, he hadn't told anybody he was looking for a new job. Um, but the guy yeah. was just a dick and <laughs> he was just, he was ruining music uh, for me. Mm. And, you yeah. know, I originally went to Eastern to be a, a music education teacher uh, mm. And then that same, around that same time, my uh, private lessons instructor that I had when I was in high school, so not the band teacher, but my private lessons instructor uh, got hit uh, crossing a sidewalk and was killed. And, oh my God. And it was just, so I was super depressed after that. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, I'm, and InterVarsity is starting to ask me more for my time and you know, I'm starting to kind of get this group of friends built into it, uh, feeling like I, I, maybe music isn't the way that I want to go. Maybe I don't even want to teach anymore. Um, mm. Switch my major to English teacher, like to become an English teacher. I'm just kind of going through all this stuff my first year in school. Uh, then I go home for the summer and like all the 
problems that like you know young kids and their parents have uh, are happening yeah. and so yeah. i i took a second job and i just worked like nonstop. i think i had two mm. days off the entire summer uh while i was home <laughs> and you know i would if i had you know one time off from one job and not the other i would go spend it with friends mm. uh and then i came back to school for my sophomore year and uh i just you know i just ended up getting deeper and deeper in intervarsity and it was just something that was just meeting a need i think at the time like mm. very much and um that structure that the friendship um all that stuff was um doing something for me yeah. uh so they'd ask are you me, uh are you like converted at this point or are you i mean are you speaking the language and all that kind of stuff yeah or? yeah we joked we used to call it christianese uh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely so all of yeah. the all of the language all of the um just in it right like we all had our tivas and our nalgenes and uh just you know like little <laughs> hippie commune it's like it felt like all my friends were university friends uh yeah except for like a couple people here and there and so, you know, I'm doing all this Bible study stuff. And then I have friends, that, a couple friends that aren't in, uh, inner varsity. And so I'm drinking with them and, and, you Got know, yeah, <laughs> living yeah, yeah. separate, uh, yeah. normal college yeah, life. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Living the secret <laughs> sinful that's life right. over that's there. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I can't remember if it was my sophomore or my junior year that this other gal came on campus. Um, and so, so it was kind of this thing of like, it was propelling. I'd become a Bible study leader. Uh, I learned how to play guitar my sophomore year. Cause why not? Uh, yeah. and so by my junior year, I was actually leading worship, uh, for InterVarsity. So that experience wow. had completely changed. Yeah, so like I was wow. in like hook, line and sinker. Uh, and then my senior year, there was uh, a lesbian couple on campus and uh, which, you know, you would think like not a big deal, but at the time, like this was like 2000, 2001. So, okay. you know, you yeah. weren't seeing like openly out people sure. really on campus. Yeah. It, at least not everywhere. Right. Yeah. I mean, there were, there were spots where it was, you know, people were more out and proud that not, not over here. No, no. And it yeah. wasn't anything that I had really experienced Yeah, You know, my friends and I were watching like Will and Grace and, and that sort of stuff, sure. but you know, it's pop culture at this point in time. Right. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's not like anybody's like, yeah, we should be like pro uh, LGBTQ. And so there was this, this lesbian couple and one of the gals came up to me one day and was like, Hey, can we, can we talk? Um, and I was like, yeah, sure and she's like oh will you stop by my room and like we said this time to meet or whatever and i'm thinking that she wants to ask questions about like bible study and yeah. you know like something along those lines and uh so i show up at her room and sh so she's there her girlfriend's there and then like another friend is there and she's like yeah so you know we just thought since you're also gay like that maybe you would be Whoa. in for a threesome whoa <laughs> and i was like i'm i'm not gay like and she's like oh really oh i oh i'm so sorry like i'm so sorry 
like she was super apologetic like very nice about the whole thing yeah and so i tell this uh intervarsity staff member so intervarsity has these staff members that um, have graduated from college and they fundraise for their salary and they get assigned to a new college campus to be kind of like the advisor for the student leaders and they're the ones that set up you know all these meetings and um you know you go over bible study what you're going to be teaching that week and sure you know it's this whole layered like thing of um and then you do like discipleship where you meet like once a week or so and and talk about you know your walk and your journey and all that stuff right 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 uh and so i you know i brought this up uh, about this this interaction and and she says well you know we really should talk about your sexuality uh, because uh, a lot of people think that you're gay really <laughs> and i was like wow are you serious like this is the pacific northwest everybody looks gay like <laughs> <laughs> like i mean it's college campus every girl is wearing flannel shirts and like sporty yeah. outdoor clothing and and uh and so I, I was really confused as to what made me gay and not made other people gay and okay uh, but okay but you're <laughs> telling me like personally this really hasn't been a thought up to this point it just wasn't i it just yeah i i think that like for me being the first person in my family to go to college everything was about getting to college and then once i got there like doing college well and okay. intervarsity kind of detracted from that like they definitely okay. took up a lot of time and energy but it was kind of like, oh, no, maybe this is actually my calling and that's why I'm here. So, okay. you know, I'm just a very, I think in general in life, like I'm an incredibly like focused person. Uh, and and then, you know, I found out when I was 23 that I was ADHD. And okay. I didn't know that at you, the time. Your entire life yeah, had lived entire with this. Life. And just, yeah, yeah. And so one of the things with, with ADD, ADHD is hyper-focus. And so like you can sure. literally like sit and do something for like eight hours and not even think about going to the bathroom or eating yeah. or, yeah, you know, yeah. and so like when it came to trying to make something of myself, like that was my entire focus. And you have to understand too, like growing up as a kid, it wasn't until I was in the eighth grade that we had a house. We lived in low income housing all the way up until eighth grade. And then my mom got a farm home loan and moved us out to a rural community and that in and of itself was like kind of traumatizing as a sure. kid and and like so seeing her you know scrimp and like put life together it was I didn't want to go backwards like you know yeah. I didn't I didn't want to be I didn't want to end up like my dad and be a drug addict and alcoholic at this point in time you know my brother not even 100% sure if he's graduated high school uh, uh and and so like you know but but our family like i'm i'm the only one that has made it this far and the last thing i wanted to do is screw that up so thinking about like relationships or any of those things like it just wasn't on my mind and yeah you know looking back i could see where like friendships were maybe like female friendships were maybe like a little intense um and close okay. but nothing had ever crossed a line of any sort like like 
my my now wife will say that like I'm just the biggest like prude and also that I'm completely <laughs> oblivious <laughs> so, like, so like you put those two things together sure, and then okay. throw in like teenage years and like yeah, yeah, nothing yeah. was happening anytime right. soon for this kid like <laughs> uh yeah it just wasn't so, on my radar so this person invites you in and you know uh, offers you this experience <laughs> and then you know you talk about it and and your in your group of friends is like yeah we've been meaning to talk to you yeah and for much. you this is truly like mind-blowingly absolutely. out of left field absolutely like what the hell are you guys talking about <laughs> yeah yeah i was like i i mean i knew i was a tomboy and i liked sports and stuff but damn yeah. this is kind of cold <laughs> like <laughs> Uh, what uh, else are you saying behind my back um <laughs> yeah sure sure and uh and and you know and it, i think it's probably worth noting too at this time uh intervarsity had been counting me as a minority uh because i'm part native american and so my dad's okay. side of the family is is native american and the only okay. reason i bring it up is because it 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 plays to it it's uh comes up later okay so intervarsity at the time like there was a lot of stuff going on on campus so this conversation happens and i'm like i'm not gay like i don't i'm sorry i don't want to wear lipstick and and those sorts of things yeah and, and it just kind of you know just kind of goes away uh it's not talked about anymore um and then one of my old friends uh that was a drinking friend uh <laughs> she asks me to to have lunch one day and she says yeah have you heard about what's going on with these two guys that you're friends with that are bible study leaders and i was like no i don't know what you're talking about and they're like yeah they're having like a gay love affair uh and the the one guy is dating another bible study leader a woman um they're practically engaged at this point in time yeah uh and the other the other guy was from the philippines originally and had been a um he actually he became a u.s citizen i think my senior year or maybe the year after I graduated. Um, But apparently the two of them like had always known that they were friends, but apparently they were having this, this sorted so-and-so sorted love affair. Yeah, 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 sure. Um, Wow. And so InterVarsity told the two guys like, you know, that they had to break up and get therapy and um, otherwise they couldn't uh, continue being Bible study leaders. So the one guy who was in a relationship with a woman, uh, immediately is very sorrowful, very like, I'm so sorry. Uh, it was a mistake. I'll go to counseling. I want to stay a Bible study leader. Uh, and then the other guy was like, no, I'm gay. Like, this is who I am. And he was completely right. ostracized from the group. Uh, never right. saw him at an university event from that day forward. Uh, and they hadn't even told us about it. It was only because I had this friend uh, that, that knew, her, knew the, the girlfriend um okay of the other guy and so so was, as far as everybody else is concerned he just disappeared it was just like he was just gone yeah and it was we're, it was nobody ever told us we weren't allowed to talk to him but you know university yeah. keeps you so busy and so um everything's about evangelizing and doing all this stuff that you don't have time to think about somebody who's not in your like immediate sphere um, yeah. everything is so hyper-focused into InterVarsity. Um, and then, you know, the, the plan 
that I had always been told was that I was going to be asked on to leadership for university. Mm. So the senior year, the invites are being given out and I'm not asked uh, on to leadership. Uh-huh. And, and I'm devastated at this point in time because I've adjusted my entire life for university, including my schooling. And I remember talking with that same gal who had, had brought up my my sexuality with me and said to her you know what what is it like like why all of a sudden and the response was uh, a couple reasons um they apparently they met as a leadership group for the northwest and had decided that number one um being gay or being fat (laughs) being an overweight woman uh was not biblical And which never had had a conversation uh, ever about this before, had never heard this before. Like, but but like she actually like just says this. Yeah, because I think for her, because her and I were were close, I think that she, I think really in her mind that she wanted to like be open and honest. and not just give me the the line, the inner varsity line. Um, because the inner varsity line was, we're no longer taking white women onto staff. So that was their blanket statement. Uh, because, you know, this what, is, this is- What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> oh, it's, it's what the fuck on so many levels, right? Like, because it was at this time of where, was it like that Josh McDowell where the yeah. the like no kissing or anything before marriage like you should oh yeah yeah uh, yeah you know what Man, I'm talking what about is that right kid's that kid's name yeah yeah who Josh Harris I yeah think, and I think yeah, didn't yeah. he like come out recently as like not Christian he, yeah <laughs> yeah and yes. and so like so that was part of the movement of intervarsity at its other time and the other part of the movement at the time was that like men need to be more godly men and leaders and not be um you know over dominated and intervarsity in the northwest was heavily female um they didn't have a lot of male um bible study leaders and uh one of the other bible study leaders at the the time was really in conflict because he with the female bible study leader there was that power dynamic of gender and like a little bit just kind of got taken out on me um and so yeah so that was their blanket statement was we're not taking white women onto staff any longer um and and i remember asking her like well wait a minute like you guys have been counting me as i'm in as a minority this entire time so in in your bottom line of statistics i'm not a white woman even you know like so why why does that suddenly change and i think when i questioned that it was okay i have to come clean with the truth because she's absolutely right we have been counting her as a minority so how i i can't i can't keep the sugar-coated answer yeah Uh, and so so then it comes out that um because i'm overweight 
and uh, that that that's not a godly thing uh, to be a fat woman. <laughs> um, and then the other piece was, uh, we think that you're gay, and uh, you know we don't allow uh, LGBT. Three strikes. Bible study Three strikes. Yeah, you're out. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then she said, you know, we, we prayed about it as a group and we believe that this is what God said. God. And then I said, well, I prayed about it and I don't think that that's what God said. So (laughs) you, you figure that out for me. Uh, and you know, there was just, we just kind of had come to an impasse. Right. That, so that year she, uh, after all this happened, she left, uh, she took a sabbatical from university and she stayed here in Spokane. And so we were actually going to the same um, church. I had started going to a, a four square church. And so I had started off at, at Life Center because uh, friends had taken me there and ended up okay. at a church plant of Life Center, um, which was Summit Ridge. And, okay. you know, I, through going through all of this stuff, I was, I kept thinking like, man, why do I keep picking wrong? Like, uh-huh. it's not, it's not God. It's not that I'm having a problem with the teachings. It might, I, it's because inner varsity, you know, just in yeah. that same way that it was Catholicism. Yeah. And, uh, but even in that like time, I had started taking some world religion classes and, and I started having questions about the Bible and, and different things. And uh, I remember asking some friends, you know, these questions. And one of the girls said, you know, questions, you really shouldn't ask questions. It's really going to get you nowhere good. You just need to have faith. <laughs> and so like, you know, these people that I trusted constantly, like I would just push stuff down and, and just not deal with it. I'm, I'm apparently really fantastic at compartmentalizing. Uh, it's, okay. I think it's a, an overachieving skill that I have. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so so I just kind of, you know, kind of licked my wounds and moved forward and just yeah. stayed involved in Summit Ridge. Um, got really close with uh, the worship, got very close with the worship pastor and his family. And this is about what time frame now? So this is probably like I had just graduated. So this is like probably between like 2001 uh, to like 2003 kind of Got time it. period. Okay. Um, and so then, so, uh, you know, life is just, it's, I've graduated from college and, and now I'm just doing life. And yeah, I did two years of AmeriCorps with big brothers, big sisters. And, uh, and then that service ended still doing stuff at Summit Ridge, still seeing this friend, supposed friend that I felt like had really stabbed me in the back. Um, we were working but your compartmentalizing through. skills allow you to still be close friends. Yeah. 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 Cause that's just, that's just how it goes. <laughs> Cause you know, it's, it's one of those things like you have all these really strong, close relationships with these people. Sure. You know, you've talked about like your deepest, darkest secrets and, and things about you. And, um, and so, you know, it's, it's hard to share. They're telling off. you secrets that you don't even know. That's about right. They, man, <laughs> it's amazing. I think maybe there's like some ESP going on. I don't know. Right. It's just getting crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so, so the, the term ends with um, AmeriCorps. And one of the guys in our, our worship group was working at 
Daybreak, uh, which is a drug and alcohol treatment center for teens. Yeah. And I think, you know, like, yeah, maybe that would be good, like, to work with teens. And, you know, I've gone through a lot of that stuff that they've gone through, um, sure. like, on the parent side of, of having a, a an alcoholic, drug-addicted parent and start working there. And on my very first day, I meet this woman, Becca. And Becca is just kind of this larger-than-life personality. She's my trainer. Like, we're just laughing. We're having a good time. Uh, and then during the training, like, the largest girls fight in the history of the organization breaks out. Oh <laughs> and, God. you know, growing up in low-income housing and, like, you know, I know how to take care of myself. And so, like, I pulled a kid out in a full Nelson and, and like... <laughs> kid reels around i think she's gonna hit me and then she just goes like dude that was fucking awesome how did you do that show me and i'm like no i'm not gonna show you how to do a full nelson (laughs) and uh and i was like yeah maybe i could do this job for a little bit yeah and uh uh so her and i like just really hit it off in that first interaction and she says um man we should hang out sometime so (laughs) Like that goes on for like a year where like I'll see her for a little bit and then um, and we'll be like, oh, I forget how much I enjoy talking to you. We should really hang out. And so finally, yeah. like after about, yeah, after about a year, um, like Queer Eye for the Straight Guy is on TV. It's been, you know, all the rage. And uh, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna have like a little party over at my house. And again, still no clue that I'm gay, by the way, which is right. just comical to me at this time and so she uh so i invite her over and a few other friends she gets there first and sits down on the floor and i had this cat that was like my childhood cat and that cat just didn't really like anybody at all and becca sits on the floor and my cat walks over and curls up in her lap and just goes to sleep and i'm like man that's that's kind of cool (laughs) so from that like day forward we just kind of become inseparable we're just hanging out like all the time we're going out to dinner uh i've started my first master's at this point in time so i'm working on a master's in creative writing and uh you know she's working full-time at daybreak uh we have pretty different schedules and she she's not drinking at the time and i'm drinking lots at the time and you know so we would like we would go out and i would drink and then she would she would drive us home and yeah. uh one night i had drank a little too much and she said you know why don't you stay over at my house and i was like well i have to get my pjs first so i make her drive me home to my house to get pjs and she's like you know you really don't have to wear pjs and i'm like no i really i really do and uh so i come out of the bathroom and i kid you not i am wearing these plaid PJ bottoms with a gray thermal shirt underneath a blue t-shirt over the thermal that matches the the pajama pants and socks. And like, this is how I'm going to bed. (laughs) Like, (laughs) and she's like, do you care if I wear clothes? And I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. You have to wear clothes. Like I just like freak out. And she's like, Oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'll wear clothes. And, uh, and so I immediately pass out uh, and I find that out later that like she just lays in bed for like hours uh, thinking about making a move on me. Because she doesn't have any questions. It's well, you. It's you that hasn't even like 
gone there yet. So this I is mean, where it's... it gets kind of crazy. Is that she was not out either. Uh, she okay. was not. Um, she was not in a place of uh, identifying as uh, lesbian either. Uh, okay. But there's something well, about was... me for her that she's oh, interested got in. Got it. Got it. Got it. And you know, and and I should say, like, she went to Bible college, and like, also pretty big, like, super. I guess I call her like a super Christian, uh, evangelical Christian. But involved in in daybreak. Yeah, it's involved ministry, in daybreak. It's, she's going to yeah. Life Center on her own. Like okay. we we have like all this like crossover and, and stuff. But like we're just spending like hours and hours and hours together. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. But no, neither of us are talking about these feelings, right? Right. So one night, her and I are hanging out. And we ended up having this like really super intense conversation, like really personal stuff. And uh, I said to her, not really, like really not thinking anything of it. I just said, you know, I think I love you more than I love myself. Uh, because that's like where this friendship had gone, uh, you know, like yeah. we were just so close. And, you know, and, and we, you know, we hug goodbye. She goes her way, I go my way. The next night we go out to dinner and uh, the car ride is kind of awkward. And I'm like, oh, maybe maybe what I said was stupid. Like, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. And, you know, there was this ongoing joke from college where if somebody was, like, saying something, like, uncomfortable, whatever, you'd be like, what, you want to make out with me? Right. And, you know, it was just, like, this ongoing joke, right? Yes, yes. And yes. so I had done this a few times with Becca and, like, ha, ha, ha. And so we're driving in the car, it's awkward, and I go, so what, you wanna make out with me? And it just goes silent again, and there's like this heaviness in the car, and a couple minutes later, I just hear her go, kinda. And, and I was like, what? Like, what'd you say? And she says, yeah, kinda, like I, I kinda wanna make out with you. <laughs> <laughs> and you know and my stomach just dropped because i was like oh okay like this this is what it feels like to be falling in love with somebody you know like yeah like, yeah. like i hadn't experienced it before and <laughs> and i just wasn't aware of my own emotions and i was so closed off emotionally for so many different reasons yeah and so we go to dinner and we're talking about it and there's just kind of this sadness to the conversation because we're both like well we're christians like we can't we can't do this we can't be together and so you know a couple there's some other awkward moments that happen a couple days pass uh it's a day that we would normally like spend pretty much the whole day together so we're we're hanging out and uh, we go out to a bar, we're playing pool. And she's like, you know, like, let's just, you know, like, whatever, let's not worry about this. And, you know, my one friend, you know, she used to say, like, whatever, just fuck it. And just, yeah. like, just do life. And so we go back to my place and she had, all, like, made all these excuses of why um, she should sleep over at my house once a week. And, and this had been going on for a while, right? Like, yeah, yeah, she grew yeah, up yeah. with sisters. I didn't grow up with sisters. Like, I was like, right. yeah, sure. I, if you say it's normal, it's normal. Right, and right. <laughs> so we're lying there in, in bed and, and talking. And 
and she said, you know, you know that story I was telling you earlier about my friend and just fuck it. She's like, I think we should just kiss and see if there's anything there. And, you know, I very nervously agree to it. And then it's this moment of, uh, it was a horrible first kiss. <laughs> like, it was, it was so bad. It was so bad. And then she's like, well, let's try one more time. And then the second kiss was, it was amazing. Like, it was fantastic. You know, it was so many long conversations of what it would mean to be in a relationship. And we finally, you know, after months of kind of going back and forth with this, we're like, no, let's, let's make this work. You know, let's like, we can be together. We don't need to tell anybody. (laughs) So, so we had this secret uh, relationship for like a full year um, where we are very much together. We're living together, uh, but yeah. we had like a whole separate second bedroom that had her stuff in it, um, as if she yeah. stayed in there. Yeah, like yeah, it was yeah. like all the facades. And you know, at this point in time, the worship pastor from Summit Ridge was planting his own church, um, and had asked me to come with. And so by default, like Becca came with um, the gal from InterVarsity we were going to the same church. So she came along for it. All these people that I was super close with over the years, Yeah, like we all leave together to plant this church. And like, there's just this kind of distance happening between myself and um, uh, the Greg and Lisa who are planting the church. And so one day we're kind of hanging out and talking and greg asks me to be the youth pastor for the new church and i said you know i think that we need to talk before you know we commit to something like this and um i said but you know i'd kind of like to talk to to lisa his wife first so her and i sat down and, and talked and and i told her i said you know i don't think i can be the youth pastor because i'm in a relationship with becca and she said, you know, I, I thought something was going on, but I, I don't think we wanted to ask. And she said, let me, you know, talk to Greg and then um, let me, you know, we'll, we'll talk again. And so a couple of days passes and she asks Becca and I to come over to their house. And, you know, I, I, I've helped, you know, Greg and Lisa, I've watched their kids. I've, I've house sat for them. Like, weeks on end like their family he's like they're like a a really close aunt and uncle and um and you know i love the kids and uh so we're the four of us are sitting down and you can just see like greg is so mad and he's hurt he's got his bible out and starts like quoting passages at us and you know at this point in time there's just a lot of tears and he finally ends with um you know you and becca need to break up uh you need to come live with lisa and i and the kids Uh, we need to get you some counseling and that is what we need to do and and i was just like i i don't even know what to say and you know becca was just handling it better and uh was able to talk better she she didn't she had a good relationship with them but it wasn't as in maybe it wasn't as intimate yeah it wasn't as intimate yeah yeah and so 
you know, at that point in time, Greg was like, what is she just going to talk for you this entire time? And, and I was just like, I just, you know, I don't know what to say. Like, I need, I need some space. I need some time. And so Becca and I like left and, and we were like, well, we have to break up. Like this is your, you know, you were asked to be a youth pastor and, and all this stuff. And, and I was just like, I don't know. Like, this isn't, this isn't what I, I want anymore. You know, it was just like, it just became really clear in that moment. You know, we shed a lot of tears and, and went back and forth and, you know, Brokeback Mountain had come out around this time. And <laughs> so I remember seeing that in theater with Becca and her just like bawling and just being like, that's going to be us. Like, we'll have to get married to guys and then we'll meet up once a year and see each other. And, and you know, but we can't, we can't do like, there's just so much, like so much emotion yeah. and things yeah, that yeah, went yeah. into it. And so as all of this is going on, like it, you know, I'm having to make some big decisions and we tried to go to church a few times, uh, back at at Epic Life. And, and, uh, finally, I think it was just too much for Greg. And he just said, Uh, you know, I either need you guys to come completely separately or not come at all. And like, that was kind of, that was kind of it. Um, I had, yeah, that was the end. Um, and then I had a pretty rough conversation with my mom. Uh, Becca got outed at her grandmother's funeral. Uh, like, like shit was just bad for like Whoa. a full year. Um, and really thought that maybe we wouldn't make it on the other side if we stayed together with our families. Um, yeah. And, you know, that took a long time to repair and, so while all that's going on, uh, I develop a massive generalized anxiety disorder. Uh, so I'm starting to have panic attacks. I'm trying to finish my master's degree. Um, I've left daybreak at this point in time because when they found out that we were gay, uh, it was just like a witch hunt. Like they were just coming after me. They definitely wanted to keep Becca. And, uh, and so my buddy who was working the, in the Secure Crisis Residence Center hooked me up with a job as a bouncer at uh, the Big Easy, which is now the Knitting Factory. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Oh, man, the stories from that. (laughs) You know, and so, like, we were just trying to, like, do life and make ends meet. And, you know, I'm going through this master's degree, like, in writing. Like, a lot of what was going on in my life was coming out in my writing. And it was some of the best writing I think I've ever done. It was super therapeutic. And my... um, advisor like total like straight cis gender white male guy and he just knew so much about the lgbtq community like and he i don't think knowingly knew like i don't think he knew that he was like walking me through being comfortable coming out and being you know like he was he was assigning me like LGBT documentaries to, to read or to watch. And he signed me like all these LGBT books to read of, of writers and, and their short stories. And, um, and so I just, it just, I don't know. It just, my life started opening up 
And yeah. the more it opened up, the more I was feeling done with Christianity. And I remember talking one day to Becca's dad. We were, we were in Montana. And I just said, you know, I'm really struggling with um, how, like, the, like, how do you as a Christian um, talk about dinosaurs? Because, like, I love dinosaurs. Totally obsessed with dinosaurs. <laughs> obsessed with dinosaurs as a kid. My mom yeah. was not one of those people that was super, like, um, creation story. Like, she yeah. let me learn about evolution. She fostered my love of dinosaurs. Like, uh, and I, so I was having this conversation with him. And, and I said, I can't rectify the Christian timeline with man and dinosaurs. And he goes, oh, no, no. It says in the Bible that man and beast walk together. Like, dinosaurs and, he, and men were, yeah. were together. And I was like, I'm, I'm tapping out. Like, you now... <laughs> now you've done it like now now like you have just invalidated dinosaurs and like the like the the asteroid and like all this stuff I was like we're so done i'm so done <laughs> and uh and so at that point in time i started kind of flipping and flopping between agnostic and atheist whereas becca was very much like still christian like still saw okay. herself as a christian can, uh, okay, can I can yeah. I make an assumption here? Sure. Becca is your wife. Oh now. yeah, 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 yeah. I should probably <laughs> say that. Yeah, yeah. Becca is my wife now. Yeah, we made it through. <laughs> you did. You made it. Yeah, that's, so, that's kind of an important. I mean, I was part sitting here story, and I was huh? like, and I was like almost rooting for you too. Like, please be her. Please be her. It is. It was her. It was her. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah, man, we went through a lot of stuff together. Yeah, uh, you did. And I, you know, I couldn't imagine it being anybody but her. Uh, she's been such an amazing partner to walk through life with. Yeah. Um, and you know, that, that almost ended up uh, not that long ago not being the case. We almost divorced a few years ago. Um, but that's actually part of what led me to Buddhism. Um, and so, okay. yeah. Okay, okay, hang on, hang on. Because <laughs> that right there is is what i is what i would call a cliffhanger yeah, okay? yeah. I, I have an idea i have an idea okay um I, I this is so amazing this is this went a like i i did not plan on this direction <laughs> at all I, I couldn't have right we, we're just meeting we're right, meeting, getting right. to know each other for the first time would will you be willing to do a part two with me oh yeah sure yeah and and we'll schedule it here really soon um I, uh, oh yeah! Look at the time. I didn't even see. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, don't. Please don't be sorry. This is so like I am emotionally engaged at this point. Um, but I want to leave that okay as the cliffhanger. That sounds and good. So sounds like good. yeah, to, like just do like a dun dun dun, you know, <laughs> and come back to it if you're cool with that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then we come back, then we can start right at that point and start talking about that's part of what start leading you into buddhism because i think i'm imagining there's a there's a whole conversation we can have right in that as yeah well. yeah fair enough <laughs>